Good evening, LCM. Tonight is Wednesday, November 27th, 2019. On this Thanksgiving Eve, we want to conclude our Finish Strong series with this sermon entitled, Finish Strong, Praise Strong. Somebody say, Praise Strong. Let's all turn to Psalm chapter 34, and we're going to begin in verse 1. Psalm 34 and verse 1. See, as you can already tell by the affirmation of God himself during our worship time, he is trying to encourage us to be people who understand how to praise strong. Somebody say, praise strong. Praise strong. Let's look at Psalm 34 and verse 1. Say there when you're there. It says, I will extol the Lord at all times. See, this is what we want to encourage you with tonight, is that you must be praising the Lord. You must extol, you must lift up, you must magnify the Lord in your own hearts, with your own mouth, with your own attitude, at all times. If this is before the battle, you extol the Lord. If this is during the battle, anybody had a battle lately? Anybody ever had a battle? Or if you're done with the battle, what you do is you extol the Lord because it is the right thing for us to do. This is the attitude that LCM must have. This is the attitude that every true believer will have, is that you are not down. You are not moping. You don't have your head down. What you do is you're going to extol the Lord at all times. You know how you're going to do that? You're going to have His praise continually, always on your lips. Man, isn't that important what we say? Yes. Anybody been guilty of uh, not having the praise of the Lord on your lips at all times? Yeah, see, we're going to help you tonight. We're going to encourage you tonight and remind you that his praise, that he is praiseworthy, that you are supposed to praise him at all times, even when it's difficult, even when it's good, even if you're in between, it doesn't matter because he is worthy of our praise. We serve an overwhelmingly good God. Can you agree with that? Yes. You should be able to agree with that tonight. We're inviting you to extol him, to exalt him, to lift him up in your thoughts in your words, in your actions, and at all times here in this place. His praise is going to continually and always be on these lips. Amen? Amen. Verse 2 says, my soul will boast in the Lord. I mean, what is that word boast? It's to hold your head up high, stick out your chest, and begin to let praise rise in exhalation. I thought I just made that up, I think. Raise an exaltation of exactly who God is. Just change one vowel there and it changes everything. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. That's something to boast about. We serve a God who is able to lift up our soul, to speak to those in the most dire circumstances, to raise up your head. You got something to praise about. Verse 3, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. When we begin to boast about who God is, Even the afflicted around us begin to hear the call to rejoice. They can begin to be comforted by the praise that comes out of our mouths. This is an invitation for us, church, that no matter what circumstance that we're in, we always, at all times, have a reason to praise who God is. When it says, let us exalt his name together, this is now a gathering point. That what we're doing and what we have done tonight is that we are all standing shoulder to shoulder, side by side, encouraging one another with the praise that's coming out of our mouths. Yeah, we are. Because if we're going to finish strong, we got to praise strong. Come on. I'm talking about we have, we're going to finish strong, we're going to praise strong. Come on. Come on, let's turn to Exodus chapter 15. Pastor Eric opens us up tonight in Revelation 15, which is the last praise and worship song we get to see in the Word. We're going to go to the first praise and worship song right here. There are other people who are chanting and yelling things, but this is the first song here. It says in verse one, then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. Don't think about Moses singing, do you, very often? We think about a lot of things that Moses may have done, but not singing. He wrote this song. I will sing to the Lord. For he is highly exalted. He is doubly exalted. Whatever else you think should be exalted, he is twice as much as that. He's an infinite amount more than that. The horse and the rider, has hur- he has hurled into the sea. Here immediately in Moses' song, we see the invitation to pray strong. That's what we're going to do. Sing to the Lord. You know why? Because he's worth it. See, when we forget to be praiseworthy with the Lord, we forget how worthy He is. We allow our circumstances to taint, to lessen who God really is. Yeah. 
He's defeated the strength of the army. Come on, church. Has the Lord hurled your horse and rider into the sea? Has he taken care of those things that once dominated you? Has he removed them as far as the east and west is from you? Has he or not? Then we have, he is worthy of praise and we have a reason to praise him tonight. Look at verse two. The Lord is my strength and my song. Come on. Wait a minute. See, this is LCM. We are LCM strong here in this place. We talk about the strength of the Lord and we should. We talk about people that need to be strong and do the work that God has put for you to do. We talk about this oftentimes. We're going to focus in on tonight. He is not only our strength, but he's also your song. Oh, yeah. Every one of us should have a song in our heart before the Lord. See, because this isn't about music. This is about your heart connecting with the Lord in an incredible way. The strength of what we talk about. We talk about fathering strong. And following strong and finishing strong in this church. Because uh, actually the next verse tells us that our God is a warrior. So that is right to consider that he is our strength. And, everybody say and. And. We got some certified weapons going on here tonight. We got a right and a left hand that we're about to hit you with. He is your strength and he's your song. Come on now, consider Psalm 6211. That he is both strong and he is loving. He is both our strength and our song here. He is our strength in song, and he has become my salvation. That should give us something to sing about tonight. He has saved me. He is saving me. He will be saving me. He will continue to save me from everything that has come into my life. He's becoming my salvation, so I must praise strong in this house. I must praise strong every day to be with him. See, his testimony mandates that he's our strength, our song, and he has become our salvation. His testimony is being built into us. See, it wasn't just one day long ago when you got saved. His testimony is being built into you every day. He is becoming your salvation. He has become your salvation. The truth of God's salvation is becoming more and more and more apparent in your life. Is that true? Yeah, because it should be true. It's becoming more apparent in my life. It's becoming more apparent to me and to those around me. Look at what it says next. He is my God and I will praise him. You know, that's an interesting word for praise right there. It's one of the most unique verses, uh, uses of the word praise in the Bible. It could be interpreted as this. He is my God and I will make a habitation for him. Come on. I will allow, I will dwell where he is, I will rest where he is, I will plant my entire life where he is, and that is a form of me praising him in every way. My father's God, and I will exalt him. Church tonight, you know what we're trying to do? We are trying to encourage you. We are trying to move you to realize that you must be praising strong for you to show that he is your strength and he's your song. He has become your salvation. This is the attitude. See, the Lord is dealing with us as a church a lot about our attitude, isn't he? Anybody need an attitude adjustment in this place? Yeah, the Lord is doing that to us. He's trying to show us not only the, the deep teachings that we get on a Monday night at Foundations, incredible things. Not only the deep teachings as you're studying the word, he's trying to get you the right attitude that you might fulfill his purposes in your everyday life. We got to have the right attitude in this place. The right attitude for us tonight is to praise strong. Amen. Amen. Saints, turn with me to Deuteronomy 10, verse 20. Say praise strong whenever you get there. There we go. (laughs) Fear the Lord your God and serve him. Hold fast to him and take your oaths in his name. He is your praise. Wow. That caught us by surprise today. Now, he's not only just praiseworthy, but he is your praise. See, it's only through fearing the Lord, serving him, that you're able to possess that attitude that praises strong. It continues on. He is your God. Who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. Last Sunday, with our very own eyes, we had something worthy of praising strong about. We had 17 babies being dedicated by 15 families. 
Is that worthy of praising and exalting the name of Jesus? Tonight, we're declaring to you who God is and what he has done. When you pray strong, you're able to increase in his testimony. When you pray strong, you're able to fear not. When you pray strong, you're able to pursue it. When you pray strong, you're able to continue to father, follow, and finish strong. Verse 22. Your forefathers went down into Egypt. They were 70 in all. And now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the sky. I remember the early days of LCM when we had five members and half of them were children. Two and a half kids. And look at what the Lord has done over the course of 17 years. He has made our disciples more than we can count. He has multiplied our efforts. And that has come through a consistent attitude of praising strong day after day after day. What we have seen with our very eyes is the evidence that God is multiplying his blessings. He's multiplying his favor and his kingdom towards our families. And that very fact is praiseworthy. Because he is the very one who accomplished it. The testimony of having all of these children being dedicated. We all know the testimonies of each other's families. And it is the hand and the power of God that has brought life within this church. Because he is the one who has been the one accomplishing it. That's something that we can look up and say, we have to praise strong in order to finish strong. Come on, say praise strong tonight. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 12. We're going to go to the prophets here and see how Isaiah addresses the topic of praising strong here in this place today. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 1. Say pray strong when you get there. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 1 says this. In that day. Somebody says that day. That day. In that day you will say. Huh. I'm going to say it today. That's exactly it. I will praise you, O Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away. What is it like to have the anger of the Lord turned away from you? Oh my goodness, what are we doing here tonight? We we are a group of people who's had the anger of the Lord turned away from you. That should make you want to jump up and down and shout. See, you can't forget where you came from. Just because you've been here long enough, you can't forget the pit that he had to pull you out of. The wickedness that you were so used to that you didn't even think anything about it. He has turned his anger away from us. Man, that is an incredible reason to praise. But it gets better. I will praise you, O Lord, although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away. And... As if that weren't good enough. And you have comforted me. See, it's enough for us to praise for the rest of our lives just to know that he can have his anger turned away from us. But we get an and in here. We get an and that says, and I will comfort you. It's not only that I will remove my anger from you, I will move close to you and be with you. See, his anger has been turned away. He didn't turn away from us, but he's turned his anger away from us. And now he's comforting us. See, I would have just taken the fact that he was no longer angry with me. I would have been so happy with that. But he gets to add his precious Holy Spirit to comfort us. He gets to add his spirit into your life to lead you and to guide you and to help you. Man, somebody say, pray strong. Pray strong. This is a reason for us to pray strong tonight. Look at verse 2. Surely God is my salvation. Surely he is. I am confident of that fact. I will trust and I will not be afraid. Come on, Bonham. Isn't that a good verse for us tonight? We can trust in the Lord and not be afraid. Isn't that God's words to this church lately? Not only has it been in Isaiah's time, but that's his words to us lately. Fear not, church, because I'm going to be with you. He wants to build our confidence as we do what he tells us to do. See, he's building his testimony into us as we pursue it, as we fear not, as we father strong, as we follow strong, as we finish strong. Now look what Isaiah goes on to say. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Now wait a minute. 
At the beginning of the verse, he's saying, surely God is my salvation. By the end of it, he's saying, he has become my salvation. But you know what Isaiah adds to this? Do you see what he's doing here? See, in Exodus, it was the Lord is my strength and my song. Here in Isaiah, he is saying the Lord, the Lord. He's giving an extra testimony here of what the strength and the song should look like in our lives. We should have a growing revelation. We should be increasing in his testimony. We understood him as the Lord before, but now we can say the Lord The Lord is my strength and my song. See, I'm learning more about Him. I'm becoming more like Him as I do what He tells me to do. See, what is this supposed to produce in us? Pastor, we're growing. I mean, we're going to get this. Look at verse 3. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Church, it is a godly trait for you to be joyful in His house. For you to have confidence in your house. Not coming in with a scowl on your face. With difficulty through the difficulties that you have each day as your own family adds to that difficulty, as your own circumstances at work add to the difficulty. You know what we should be? If you know that He is both your strength and your song and He has become your salvation, you know what you should be? You should be joyful. It is with joy. It is with joy that you will draw water from the wells of salvation. With joy, you will be able to draw from that wellspring of salvation. With joy, you will be able to get to drink again and again and again and again and again from His Holy Spirit. That salvation that He provides, that well of salvation, is supposed to make you praise strong. Somebody say, praise strong. strong. Church, what does it mean to praise strong? By joyfully drawing from the well of salvation. This means that we, whether we are in want or in plenty... We must return to the one who is our strength and our song. We must have a strong song. One that triumphs, declares, celebrates the power, the glory, and the majesty of who God is greater than the problems that we stand in. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 5 and we'll start in verse 10. Say, pray strong when you get there. Blessed. Say blessed with me. Blessed. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What I see here clearly is a principle that when you're clothed in righteous deeds and possessing the kingdom of heaven, you are drawing from the wells of salvation. That that ability to draw from that well is not defined by our comfort. Meaning that the joy that I have is not determined by my circumstances. In fact, what we see very clearly here in Matthew chapter 5 is that I am blessed whenever I am doing deeds of righteousness. And thereby I'm possessing the kingdom. Verse 11 continues. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Who's ever had that kind of day before? How about today? How about, yeah, how about today? But the, this very principle starts out with blessed. See, when you're increasing in his testimony, bearing his name, you are blessed when you're insulted. You're blessed when you're persecuted and even falsely accused. Because the whole point is that they're not doing it to you. They're doing it to his name. And because his name and his reputation, his body of work is at work within you, he will make sure that you have access to that well of salvation. He will make sure that his strength and his power begins to fill you. And then you are able to lift up your head and pray strong no matter what kind of persecution, no matter what kind of false accusation comes about. He continues by telling you exactly how to respond. So we had two circumstances where... And truth be told, our hearts become deflated pretty quick. Being persecuted, falsely accused, or just slandered because of righteous deeds. Verse 12 says exactly what we have to do. Rejoice. Come on, I'm saying rejoice. I mean, you had joy yesterday. Bad things happen today. You have to rejoice. 
And be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Rejoicing is praising strong. With joy we draw waters from the well of salvation. He is our strength. We can do this. Some of the most powerful times I've ever had with God's well of salvation being opened up to me is when I didn't let a flat tire rob me of my joy and view of the kingdom. Where I had a brother next to me who immediately when the flat tire happened, he said, thank you, Jesus. And my flesh just coiled up and wanted to respond. But I saw the presence of God on his face, and it inspired me immediately to join his rejoicing, to join him in praising strong. You know that was the quickest tire change I've ever had in my entire life? That we worshiped the entire time that we did it? I think we even beat some of the NASCAR groups <laughs> that get it turned around in, in micro speed. All I'm saying is that if we're able to praise strong, even in the small circumstances, and the power of God shows up, what about the larger circumstances? What is beyond his control? Nothing. Nothing at all. The reason that we have this demand to praise strong is because he alone is our song. We can do this. We can do this and praise strong, and when we do, we can finish strong. Come on, turn to James chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 2. You guys are familiar with this, but we want to show it to you in an encouraging light tonight. James chapter 1 and verse 2. Say, pray strong when you get there. Pray strong. Verse 2 says this, consider it pure joy. Oh, come on, pastor. Come on now. What happens if it, if it happens again? Then you get to rejoice and consider it pure joy again. That's what I'm My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know You are knowing this information that the testing of your faith develops develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Come on, church. We want you to have pure joy in this place. Where your difficulties come and you have just that kind of attitude that says, Yeah, is this all you got? Of course we're going to be able to do this. Because He is our strength and He is our strong song. He has become my salvation. Not just one time, a long time ago. Yeah. Every, Every single time. day, I need Him to be my salvation again and again and again. But every time He does. For every day that we can get through successfully. You know what it does? It puts a song in our heart because He is our song. Surely His salvation is upon me. I, don't, I can trust and not be afraid. I do not have to fear if Come He's on. with me. No matter what a doctor may say, no matter what the circumstances may look like, no matter what difficulty you're in, no matter how few zeros you have in your bank, no matter what's going on, man, you can count it pure joy what's going on. Amen. This gives us not only the opportunity, but the necessity to pray strong. Somebody say pray strong. So we can finish strong by having the character, the maturity, the perseverance that we need to be able to finish everything that the Lord has put before us. By praising strong and finishing strong, this verse says the last three words, you will not be lacking anything. Come on now. That is a good, good promise that the Lord has given us. Somebody say, pray strong. Pray strong. Now, pastor began this verse with the phrase, pure joy. For those of you who've been in our singles teaching, the word pure, what is the the definition for that? Unmixed. You know what it takes to have pure joy? It takes the will, the force, the attitude to drive out every ounce of fear. If fear cannot be mixed within our joy, otherwise it's not pure joy. When we begin to pray strong, you know what we're doing? We're driving out fear. What is that fear aimed at? Lacking something. Lacking anything. I may lose my reputation. I may lose my free time. I may lose my comfort. I may lose my call that God has given me. But whenever we hold our heads up high and says, you know what? No matter what begins to happen, I'm going to make sure that my joy is absolutely 100% free of fear. It's going to be pure. Turn with me to Acts chapter 16, and we'll see this displayed in verse 25. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. 
About midnight, Paul and Silas were complaining and arguing before God. No, 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 no. No! Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Give you some context, we continue on, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Oh. Right? Oh. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. But look at the condition that Paul and Silas were in. Because of righteous deeds, because of his name, the Lord's name upon their shoulders, they're being beaten, they're being imprisoned, they're being mistreated, denied freedom, false accusations have landed them in shackles. But when you're praising strong, you know what becomes unbound? Persecution. When you begin to praise strong, the chains of injustice begin to loose and fall at your feet. When you begin to praise strong, the shackles of false accusation can no longer hold you inside prison walls. But how many times have we not praised strong and stayed a prisoner to our own fear, our own unforgiveness, our own mully grubbing? I know I have one, one, way too many times. But when we hold our heads up high and begin to imitate exactly what we see here, when we're praising strong like Paul and Silas, you are accessing the salvation and power of the heavens that shake the foundations of the earth. Amen. The beautiful part is not only you are set free. The very last ver- part of the verse says, at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Because whenever you begin to pray strong and heaven's power comes down to shake the earth's foundations, your chains get free and other people begin to see that same freedom and experience that same freedom. They were praying. They were singing. This is a reflection of what we read earlier in Exodus chapter 15. That part of they were praying means they were depending on him to be their strength. When they were singing, they were rising up with a voice saying, He is my song. He literally became their salvation and the salvation for those around him. I want to be just like Paul and Silas, with pure joy. No matter what circumstance is trying to imprison me, I can still raise my voice and pray strong and finish strong, just like these men of God. Come on, somebody say finish strong. Second Samuel chapter 22 is where we're going next. Second Samuel 22. We're going to look at verse 47. See, it's not only in difficult times. These first few verses are reminding us that when the difficulties are there, it is our covenant with the king that allows us to pray strong because he is our strength. He is our song and he has become our salvation. And also in the good times, look at 2 Samuel 22 and verse 47. Are you there? The Lord lives. Yeah. (laughs) That should be able to make you jump, jump up and down and dance on the inside. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be God, the rock, my savior. He is the God who avenges me, who puts the nations under me, who sets me free from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes from violent men. You have rescued me. Church, it's not only through the difficulties, through the trials, through the adversity. But it's also if there's favor, if there's abundance, if there's rest, that you must be praising Him. But you know what? Sometimes we actually get a little bit lax when things start to go really well. We actually forget the mire that He pulled us out of. We forgot two weeks ago how desperate we were and needed Him to cry out. And sometimes we don't pray strong because we just forget Him in the good times. See, there's no time for grumbling or complaining. When you are focusing on how weak you are. Our God is the one who avenges you from all who have wronged you. He puts your enemies under your feet. He has set you free. He has exalted and rescued you. This means that everyone in the room has to pray strong. Look at verse 50. Therefore. Somebody say therefore. Therefore. Therefore I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. I will tell it to everyone. Remember those days when you first fell in love? Oh, yeah. 
You're willing to tell it to everyone. You're not ashamed of it. You're not embarrassed about it. You want to declare it from the rooftops. You want to get on a PA and say, I have found the love of my life. See, therefore, we get to praise Him. I'll sing it from the mountaintops. I'll shout it with no fear, no intimidation, no timidity. I am going to praise strong with no fear of anyone else or what they may think because He is worthy. Look at verse 51. He gives His King great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Yeah, see, I didn't want you to forget that this passage is first about David. It's about God's people. It's about his anointed king. But because we've been grafted in, we are able to see and be a part of these same praiseworthy deeds that we see David praising the Lord about here. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 20, and we'll pick up in verse 22. Say, pray strong whenever you get there. Now, to set this up, Jehoshaphat is directed by the Lord for a very unconventional type of warfare. The Lord told him to go out with his worship team first. To go out with praise as he goes into battle. They're at the forefront of the line. And here we pick up, we begin to see the results of actually praising strong. Verse 22, as they begin to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When we lift up our voice and begin to praise strong in the midst of persecution, the very things that are seeking to annihilate us and destroy us, the Lord will actually set up ambushes just like he did here so that they devour each other. And it gives us victory just through the, the application of lifting up our voice and letting a strong song come forth in the Lord working for us. Verse 24, when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward this vast army, this overwhelming army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value more than they could take away. When we pray strong, not only does the Lord set up an ambush and allow our enemies to devour one another, He also has stored up a reward, so much plunder that we cannot walk away with it. I'm talking about vindication that eventually comes true, that cancels out all of the false accusation. That it's God's hand rising you up, defending your name, defending your reputation, defending your righteous deeds. And he proves himself right through you. And that vindication serves as a plunder that we can pray strong about. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled at the Valley of Berakah, where they praised the Lord. That's why it is called the Valley of Berakah to this day. Verse 27, then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem. Amen. See, we, we saw God's battle plan that they would go into battle with praising strong. They would praise strong within the battle. And after the victory, they would continue to praise strong. Our praising strong can never stop because it is the very mechanism by which we access the power of the heavenly realms. For the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lutes and trumpets. Like those trumpets, we need to be continually sounding a call of praising strong, declaring his victories before during and after the battles, because that is a statement of our faith, a resolve of our convictions that the living God will enable us to finish strong. Amen. Let's turn to Psalm 118. Psalm chapter 118, and we're going to look at verse 14. Man, I, I want to encourage you guys. This is the right word for us. 
It's easy for us to slip into grumbling, complaining. For some of you, you do it really well and you just keep it to yourself. For others, you become uh, pretty good at sharing it with your friends. But see, what we're trying to do is we're trying to encourage this church to pray strong. It doesn't matter if you're in the battle. It doesn't matter if you're about to be in a battle. It doesn't matter if you were just in a battle. The answer is the same for us, that we need to pray strong because he's worth it. He deserves it. And it will change your perspective so that it can allow you to finish strong. In Psalm 118 and verse 14, say pray strong when you're there. It says this, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Hey, pastor, you're trying to tell us something. I know it. I think so. If the exact same phrase is in the book of Exodus in the law to incline our hearts, it's in Isaiah to warn our soul to make sure that we pray strong. And it's also in the writings the exact same way that he is our strength and our song. He has become our salvation. How important do you think that this passage is? It's been echoed throughout the law, prophets and writings. Look at verse 15. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. That's the here. That's what we should be hearing in our ears is the shouts of joy and victory. What is it like to have a shout of joy? To be, to be proclaiming God's goodness. To be telling you, I have joy. Man, I had a really, really tough day, but I am so full of the joy of the Lord. I count it pure joy. That's what it should sound like. It should be resounding in the tents of the righteous. Resounding. It should be reverberating. It should be resonating. It should be resounding in the homes and in the lives of the people in this room. Oh, see, it's not just you. It's those others that should be listening to you and learning how to resound the shouts of joy in the very tents of the righteous, in our physical tents, in our bodies, as well as the tents in which we dwell. And listen to what's resounding. This is awesome. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Man, how important is it when you start focusing in on the right hand of God, His power at work in your life. There is nothing too difficult for Him. There is nothing that can overcome Him. There is nothing that can touch Him. He has got His right hand and it is working on your behalf. His power and salvation on display. Man, that should allow you to pray strong tonight. Look at verse 17. I will not die, but live. Amen. It took Him to have to say that. The Lord's right hand is with me three times. He's like, now that I've remembered that, yeah, I'm not going to die in this situation. This thing isn't going to overcome me. I'm not going to get buried by this. I will not die. I'm going to live. I forgot that for a minute. But when I focused on the Lord, when I had some joy come into me, I realized I ain't going to die about this. There's nothing that's going on right here in front of me that's going to kill me. I'm going to live. Somebody say live. Live. And we'll proclaim what the Lord has done. See, the point isn't just for you to make it through. The point is for you to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. The point is for you to praise strong. Look at verse 18. The Lord has chastened me severely. (laughs) I remember when he spanked me. That was awful. That really hurt. But he has not given me over to death. Amen. Even when the Lord is correcting me, I'm supposed to be joyful. I'm supposed to be thankful. I'm supposed to let it be part of the shout of joy and victory in this tent. Amen. Man, just and true your judgments, O Lord. Look at verse 19. Open for me the gates of righteousness. Wow, what are you supposed to be thinking when you think about open for me the gates of righteousness? I will enter. I will enter into this tabernacle. I will enter into this tent here, into this temple with thanksgiving to the Lord. Amen. This is my first step. Yeah. This is just what I'm supposed to do just to get in the door. And in case you didn't get this, look at verse 20. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. Wow. Church, if you can't pray strong, you can't even enter into where he is. That's the first step. It's to go, wow, this is the gate of the Lord. The gate of the Lord is through praising strong? Yes, church. Wow. Maybe you need to be reminded how strong his right hand is. Maybe you need to be reminded to have resounding shouts of joy and victory in your tent. The gates of praising strong are the entry point into what God has for you. Wow. 
Maybe that's the very thing that's keeping some of us from being overwhelmingly victorious because it's not the Lord's problem. It's not that He hasn't given you enough. It's not that you don't have enough revelation. It's us having to learn how to walk in this every day with the attitude, with the heart that says, I will please you, Lord. I'm going to come in with praise first. Man, this is a better word than the way you're responding to me tonight. It's almost like the turkey has already put you to sleep. That's, That's not a good thing. Praise and strong. Look at verse 21. I will give thanks. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. Wow. He says it again here that we should be reminded the fact that he is our salvation. Somebody say praise strong. Praise strong. Turn to Luke chapter 10 verse 17. Say praise strong whenever you get there. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That's a comforting word. He directs them a little bit. He says, however, don't, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. You know what we possess right now that surpasses the authority over demonic powers? It's the very fact that the salvation of God is at work within our very soul. That every morning when I open my eyes, I have the ability to pray strong. To open up and say, thank you mighty God for giving me another day to do your will with your power. What a comfort it is to know that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. What a security that is. What a confidence we can have before God, knowing that we are His sons and daughters, and that is His very name sits upon our shoulders. And everywhere we go, we can increase in His testimony. Everywhere we go, we can fear not. Everywhere we go, we can pursue it. Everywhere we go, we can father strong, follow strong, and finish strong. Verse 21, at that time, Jesus, full of joy, through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father. I praise you strong, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. When we have our names written in heaven and we're stretching out to do the will of God, exercise his authority. He is absolutely full of joy in the Holy Spirit to give us that revelation. What do we keep pushing and striving within this church? It's for holiness. It is for right relationship with God. It is so that you can have your names written in heaven. And as pastors, we rejoice at the revelation you're able to receive so that you can Finish strong by praising strong. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 5. We've got two more passages of scripture for you tonight. We're going to enjoy these last two here in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 5. We're going to start reading in verse 7. I love Revelation 5. It gives such an incredible picture of the apostle, the elder John, who's been taken into into the heavens and he's seeing things that are just difficult to describe. He begins to weep because there's no one found in heaven or on the earth or under the earth. They can open the scrolls. They can open its seals. But then there's a heavenly elder. Man, I know what it's like for an elder to come and put their hand on my shoulder and how much it encourages me. This is a heavenly elder that begins to speak to John and says, Hey, 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 man, you stop weeping. Do not weep. You stop it right there because you should be able to pray strong here in the heavens because there's one who is our strength. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. John looks up and he sees one who is also the song because he's the lamb of God. And we see here in verse 7, he becomes the salvation for all. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Okay, so in case you don't understand what's, what's going on in the heavenly realm, we have the throne and we got the people who are closest to the throne. 
The four living creatures and the 24 elders, you know what they do? They fall down before this one who has become the salvation for all. Each one had a harp. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. My God, when you keep praying strong and praising strong, it makes a difference. Look at verse 9. And they sang a new song. Man, Jesus is the strength. He is that lion. He is the song. He is that lamb. This is the heavenly host singing here, folks, because he's become the salvation of the world. He is the only one worthy to take the scroll. And this is the new song that they sang. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchase men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. What is going on here? Do you understand what's going on? The elders, the 24 elders and the four living creatures are falling down, and what are they singing a song about? They're singing a song about us. They're singing a song about the ones that He has become the strength. He has become the song. He has become their salvation. And they're singing about what God has done on the earth. What Jesus Christ's blood has accomplished. Man, that should make you want to praise strong tonight. The idea that these heavenly beings closest to the throne are praising God for what He's doing in you. Come on now. Somebody say praise strong. That should encourage you tonight that even the heavens are able to see this. And they're praising. How much more should we be praising Him? How much more should we get on our face or jump up and down with shouts of joy and say, You have brought me salvation. You are my strength. You are my song. Lord, I'm going to praise You strong every day of my life. Amen. Let's continue at verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels. Numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousands times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they they sang. We have millions of angels surrounding the throne of God, surrounding the elders and the four creatures. And when we begin to raise up our voice by praising strong We're joining millions of angels doing the exact same thing. We begin to tap into that throne room power that elevates our hearts and minds out of the current circumstance. And we begin to join the anthem of heaven. He continues on in verse 12. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Not many lyrics to it, right? But such a powerful song. Imagine what it would be, would it be like to have millions of angels singing this song around the throne of God. And the very thing that happens when I lift up my head, when you lift up your head, and you begin to let praise rise out of your mouth, you are experiencing that, exa- that same majestic throne room power that will change your circumstance in a heartbeat. It turns it around immediately. And the radiance of His presence begins to reflect off of your own face. Those around you will notice that you've tapped into a heavenly power that they don't have access to. But they can. When we praise strong, we finish strong. Church, do you see how this is radiating outward because of the worthiness of our great King? It's starting with Him and we see the living creatures and the elders. Then we see the angels who are doing what? Encircling them. And then look at verse 13. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them begin to sing. See, this is radiating out when you pray strong. You know what it does? It doesn't just stop with you. When you're focusing on the worthiness of our great king, it radiates out in the heavenlies until every creature is praising strong. Until everyone is praising strong. And look what it says. They begin singing, To him who sits on the throne... See, that is what you praise, that's what it looks like to praise strong. Your eyes are set back on he who is sitting on the throne. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise. Amen. This is the first group that starts out with the word praise. To the one who is sitting on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise. 
because I can't help it. I can't stop it. I sin. I've got to pray strong in what God is doing. I'm going to give Him praise. And I'm going to give Him honor and glory and power. Be these things to you forever and ever and ever. Man, this is a praise strong kind of moment. And then look what happens. What happens after you pray strong? What happens after you pray strong and finish strong? Look at verse 14. The four living creatures said, Amen. And then the elders fell down and worshipped again. (laughs) Then they started the whole process again. What are you supposed to do when you finish praising strong? You do it again. You go after it again. You don't stop. This allows you to not worry about when your kids are sick. You can have a spirit that is overcoming When you have difficulties at your job, you realize that He is overwhelming, not the circumstances on your job. You can have hope. You can have life. You can have the strength of God because He has become your song and your salvation. Somebody say, pray strong. Pray strong. Go to Revelation chapter 15, verse 3. In saying the song of Moses... The servant of God and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who will fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you. For your righteous acts have been revealed. In the early part of this message, we began with Exodus 15, the song of Moses. We're concluding our message here in Revelation 15 with the song of Moses. It's almost as if there is a cycle of just praising strong again and again and again. That as we praise strong, we are joining with the anthem of heaven that allows us to have the strength of heaven. If everyone could stand to your feet. You know, athletes have some music that they play before they go out and do their sports. Something to help them be stronger for the battle. When we're looking at these scriptures and looking at the principle of praising strong and finishing strong, we have to have the attitude that we're going to sing songs before battle. We're going to sing songs during battle. We're going to sing songs after battle. The songs that say who he is, who you are, and the very thing that you are fighting for. That we will sing songs that declare our statements of faith. Tonight we, we demonstrate it in our worship. We're going to demonstrate it now. That no matter what you're feeling, when you begin to pray strong, you are letting the heavenly realms know exactly who your trust belongs to. You're letting the heavenly realms know exactly where your deep convictions are and having the resolve to stick to them. So if I could have the rest of the worship team come up and we're going to go into praise. We're going to praise strong. We're going to let praises rise to the King of Kings. We're going to echo the song of Moses. We're going to let the glory of God be displayed by an anthem of praising strong. Are you ready, saints? Mighty God, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your glory and your majesty. Your word that has come alive. Lord, it gives us the evidence that we can praise strong. We can finish strong. We can have access to your kingdom right here on earth as it is in heaven, mighty King. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for your power.